1MDB has sparked embezzlement and money laundering investigations across One of the biggest corruption scandals the world has ever seen. What may be the biggest financial scam in the history. Number of corrupt 1MDB officials treated this public trust as a personal bank account. Follow us as we bring you into the courtroom where the biggest financial scandal in Malaysian history is being heard. It's Monday evening, 15 February 2021, and you're listening to the latest update from today's 1MDB trial by the Malaysian Insight. I'm Patrick Teo. It was strange how 1MDB business had operated. The defence lawyer himself was baffled. The court heard today that major projects that 1MDB took part in were approved without a board of directors meeting. The 1MDB management conducted work through instructions from a non-staff. And the 1MDB board of advisors had never even met on a single occasion. Ex-Prime Minister Najib Razak is currently on trial for four charges of abuse of power and 21 charges of money laundering involving 2.28 billion ringgit in public funds. Najib's lawyer, Mohammad Shafi Abdullah, cross-examined the 10th prosecution witness, former 1MDB chief executive officer, Mohammad Hazim Abdurrahman. Shafi asked Hazim if he had personally clarified with Najib on whatever that fugitive financier Low Tech Joe, or known as Joe Low, presented to him. Hazim admitted that he did not. As a CEO and someone experienced in the corporate field, how do you judge Joe Lowe's advice? Was it brilliant, average, acceptable, bizarre? Hazem replied, Generally speaking, high-speed action is required. Some of them do make sense, but many do not from a financial point of view. When it doesn't make sense, will you question it? Shafi asked. We have argued before, Hazem said. And has he ever changed his mind after you question him? The lawyer probed. Rarely, Hazem said that his feedback to Jolo frequently took place via BlackBerry Messenger and sometimes during their face-to-face -face meetings. Can you, for the record, state where the face-to-face -face meetings were held? Shafi asked. Hazem said the venue was in Jolo's apartment in Jalan Kiaping, Kuala Lumpur, where other 1MDB colleagues, including 1MDB Chief Financial Officer Azmi Tahir, Deputy Chief Financial Officer Terence Gay Cho Heng and 1MDB General Counsel Jasmine Lu Ai Swan had also come by to discuss office matters. Why did you need to meet Joe Lowe in his apartment and not in the 1MDB office? Shafi questioned. Because he is not part of 1MDB, Hazem said. Shafi questioned why the whole senior management seemed to allow Joe Lowe to run the show. He also pressed down hard on Hazem why he, as the CEO, would allow such practice to go on. In the corporate governance sense, why did the meetings have to be done in secret in Joe Lowe's house? And you have never once asked the Prime Minister to confirm if the instructions came from him? Shafi asked. Hazem answered, there were meetings between Joe Lowe and the Prime Minister, so I would assume that they were sanctioned by the Prime Minister. 
Do you agree that clarifying with the Prime Minister is the best way? Shafi asked again. Hazem agreed and uttered that, however, he did not have access to the Prime Minister as Jolo did. Some of Jolo's plans that needed shareholders or Prime Minister's permission, Jolo had got it, Hazem said. Shafi responded, Did you double-check with the board that this is what Jolo asked to do and can we set the clearance to his instructions? Hazem said yes, and it was checked by 1MDB Chairman Lodin Wok Kamarudin. 1MDB Director Ismi Ismail was also aware of the arrangement. He knew that most of these instructions, everything, came from Joe Lowe, Hazim said. The court referred back to Hazim's witness statement that on the 14th of August 2014, Joe Lowe sent an email to Hazim with attached undated documents that had the approval from Najib for a 975 million US dollar loan from Deutsche Bank. Jolo gave Hazem the planning structure of 1MDB Energy and informed that a copy had been given to Izmi. Najib has stated to Izmi, noted the contents with no objection, dated 13th August. Jolo stated that the shareholders' resolution for the loan had been approved and signed by Najib and Jolo himself will deal with Terence and Azmi on the matter. Shafi said aloud in the court, It's a huge matter that should be discussed in a full board meeting. There are no physical meetings, but approved in DCR, short for the Director Circular Resolution, and Najib has signed as a representative and shareholder. That's very odd. The court was also told that Jolo's email to Hazem was not cc'd to anybody. Hazem said he bcc'd. To who? Shafi asked. Hazem said he does know, but was aware that Jolo would blind copy the emails. Hazem had checked with senior management if they did get a copy. So you will never know until today if he sent to others the same copy? Shafi asked. Hazem replied, Yes, unless I checked. Shafi then said it is not good for Hazem to assume that the signature by Najib is an indication that Jolo had discussed with Najib as it could be that Izmi instead had met the Prime Minister. Hazem defended, Izmi himself told me that he didn't write it. Shafi proceeded to ask Hazim if he knew that some of the instructions from Jolo were clearly criminal. The lawyer put it to the witness that it was dangerous to deal with a multi-billion company relying on assumptions that Jolo had Najib's authorization. If you go back, would you agree to do things differently? Shafi advised Hazim that he should have gone around knocking on the issue instead of merely following the orders. Hazem said he would have quit early because nobody in 1MDB would be brave enough to voice out what was wrong. Hazem also said he was very fearful and he'd rather follow the shady orders. When he resigned in 2015, he remained unemployed. 
To which Shafi teased back that after the 1MDB case went public, everyone would easily doubt hiring any former 1MDB staff. Shafi also brought out that Hazem received a bonus of 2.725 million ringgit upon a voluntary resignation. Does that sound like the Prime Minister would punish you? Subsequently revealed in court was that the 1MDB Board of Directors approximately received 130,000 ringgit per annum and that the chairman received slightly higher in the 150,000 ringgit range. Hazem's subordinates, Jasmine Liu's salary, was about 50,000 ringgit to 60,000 ringgit per month and Terence Gay lower than that. Shafi said that the board of directors had failed in being deliberate as major projects were all passed through DCRs without a physical meeting. Jasmine Liu was the head of procuring the signatures and on paper the DCRs were miraculously passed in a day. DCR is morally wrong. The board didn't do its duty, the defense counsel said. As the cross-examination continued, Hazem also revealed that the investment committee existed but was not functioning. Aren't you surprised since 1MDB was doing investments, Shafi asked, and the board of advisors have not met on a single occasion? Hazem raised I already said that Joe Lowe is part of this. Shafi concluded, I therefore put it to you that the Prime Minister was put in the dark and was misled by Joe Lowe, who was playing a prominent role. Hazem disagreed. The cross-examination with witness Hazem will continue tomorrow, the 16th of February, before Judge Colin Lawrence Sakera at the Kuala Lumpur High Court. Thank you so much for listening. This podcast was brought to you by the Malaysian Insight. It was written by Haley Chung Wee Kee. I'm Patrick Teo.